0: It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Freedom! Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Me, Chet Martin, here with you. And by my side, the trusty one, the New Hampshire redneck himself, Mr. Brian Bro.
2: Hey, man. We got to do something here with this country because uh, it ain't looking good.
1: No, it's not looking good. You know what is looking good? What's looking good? Today's show. Today's show is looking good. (laughs) We got Mr. Mike France coming by. Now everybody knows he's running for Congress. We're going to be talking about an article that he put out there, and it's about the parental bill of rights. It's something that's really important to us as we are parents and as the left tries to take over our children's lives and sexualize everything for them, so we'll discuss that with Mike, and then Dan Deleuze, one of, uh, one of our good friends to the show, everyday caller to Lee Elsie, somebody out here on Long Island that is doing God's work, literally, uh, as a preacher and as a, a young man that's getting more involved with politics, so, or at least with political talk. And uh, we have a lot to talk about right now. C.V. is not here this week. He'll be back next week. But, Brian, we all know that there were articles of impeachment put through by Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene for President Joe Biden. But the one I wanted to really discuss on today's show was the one that she put against FBI Director Christopher Wray on Tuesday Miss Taylor Green introduced the articles of impeachment against the FBI director. She said, "I just introduced articles of impeachment against FBI Director Chris Ray." She tweeted, "Under his watch, the FBI has intimidated, harassed, and trapped Americans who have been deemed enemies by the Biden regime. Ray's turned the FBI into Joe Biden and Merrick Garland's personal police force. Christopher Ray needs to be impeached." So, uh, in this conduct as director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation in violation of his constitutional oath, faithfully to execute the office of the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, Christopher Asher Ray continues to... Materially endanger the justice system of the United States and empower President Joe Biden Jr. to persecute his political adversaries at will. The articles of impeachment read. Director Ray has failed to uphold his oath and instead of overseeing the denigration of the principles of our Democratic Republic by utilizing the FBI. As a federal police force to punish and intimidate anyone who questions or opposes the current regime. So there's a lot of articles of impeachment being pushed out there, Brian. Uh, oh yeah, Miss Green is doing the dirty work. Of course, she's gotten a lot of pushback from the media and from the left in general. But Wah. she's absolutely right about the FBI being uh, weaponized. Uh, she doesn't say it here, but I'm just going to say it. The, the FBI is is completely corrupted from the core out. And that's not to say Absolutely. that there aren't decent people that are still in there uh, working under these disgusting leaders. But I have to tell you, um, this is not going to be an easy road for her, but I'm glad she's doing it.
2: Well, I would say I hope that uh, where she is most successful is not just impeachment, but um, I hope that there are criminal charges against him. Because um, when you're holding a position at the FBI or like the police chief, right, Um, if, if you have police officers bringing people in for crimes and the police chief is like, nope. No, nope, we're not going to prosecute. We're not going to charge them. We're going to let them go. You know that is obstruction of justice. Just because you're the police chief doesn't mean that you can that that you can usurp um, our judicial process in putting somebody before a jury of their peers. You have Christopher Ray um, openly and willfully obstructing Congress. Um, in investigations against all kinds of things right now. And he's just not giving up the documents. We have Congress that are investigating. We have these committees that are investigating various things, um, one of which is obviously the the steel dossier and all that went on with that. Um, Seth Rich's laptop and all that went on with that. Yeah. Um, and all these different things, and they're literally saying no, they're not going to release the documents. Well, wait a second. You you know what I mean? Like it's almost like the judge told the police chief that I want to see the arrest records, and the police chief was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna right. that."
1: Right. And how's that episode- possible? It shouldn't be, but the interesting part about all that, you sent me the audio audio of Miss Green when she was, uh, I guess she was giving a press conference, and she right. was talking about the laptop of Mister Rich, and that the FBI has has stated and put down in in writing that it would be put away for over sixty years. Sixty six years. Sixty six years. I didn't know that they made these numbers for as long as they can hold uh, documents or records or, or hard drives. It was interesting to hear that because then it kind of went down the laundry list of how long that's been going on in this country. You know, going back to JFK's assassination of holding any of the information uh, that they were holding for a very, very long time and continue to, and it and that right. one is supposed to go over a hundred years of uh, <laughs> hiding that information from the American people, and it makes you say, <laughs> well, like... "Wow, what's the FBI afraid of?" It seems well, like every I mean, but... everything out there, Brian, that that we look into when it comes to uh, shenanigans by the higher up in, officials in the government, especially in the Democrat Party. They seem to get protected by the FBI an awful lot. Hmm. I wonder why that is.
2: Well, and and it, and, and let's not you know let's not give the pass to the CIA either. No. Um, because they're both uh, they both are rogue entities um, within the government of the United States, which is also rogue. Um, you know, I will continue to say that for as long as I have breath in my lungs, the United States government is rogue. Yeah. when when we have agencies that are acting uh, independently of other agencies usurping and 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 totally um, just neglecting to adhere to subpoenas by our sitting congressmen and and senators, which are the representatives that we have elected to represent the United States of America. You have a rogue government. And how about deciding also
1: how about deciding elections?
2: Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And 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 not investigating how many um, reports were made to the FBI about election fraud that they just looked the other way.
1: Look how everything is dropping. Every single thing that Donald Trump claimed, and they said Donald Trump is trying to weaponize the government. He's trying to weaponize the conservative media by saying that the Democrat Party and the FBI and the CIA are out to get him. They're spying on him. That's conspiracy theory. Every single thing that Donald Trump claimed that they went after him for has come to light in being true. And a lot of this happened the last two weeks where people are finally saying, oh, wow, that was true. Well, there's only one more thing for them to say, oh, wow, that was true, too. And that would be the rigged election of 2020. And I'm telling you, man, if it doesn't come out soon, it's going to come out later. And people better get ready for that one because when that one hits, Brian, uh, th- that one's going to be a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. Even though folks like us know it's been that it is the truth, I think there are some people that still don't realize it. And they're going to be they're going to be perked. Let's put it that way. Their eyes and their ears will be opened.
2: Well, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? And you know, we're the United States of America. You know, our government is you know our government is pure and wholesome, and we elect our officials. And there's no way that could happen. And oh my gosh, you guys are conspiracy theorists, and 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 all of these things that have been going on right underneath their noses because as long as they have money in the bank as long as their bills are paid as long as they can go on that vacation and 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 click happy memories uh, you know on the on the uh cell phone pictures and all the other stuff as long as they can do all that then then they're blissfully ignorant they don't care yeah, agree with you there, about Brian, what's going but on
1: one thing we do care about are our commercial breaks so we're going to take one of those We'll come back with second topic of the day And then Mike France So don't you go anywhere Our lovely listeners to Freedom on Deck Stick right here, 94.9 News Now And stimulating talk I'm a bit of a man Back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Um, If I sound insanely nasally today, it's because I am. I have the worst allergies, Brian. The pollen here on Long Island on the eastern side is just so bad right now. It's way worse than it was last year. One of my nostrils is not functioning at all. <laughs> um, I, I took a large <laughs> dose of Benadryl because nothing works for me but Benadryl. So, um, have you ever, that's have you ever, what's going on on my side? You ever
2: try a Zyrtec?
1: Yeah, I don't like it. No, no, I like it. No, I go classic, just take like five <laughs> Benadryls and wish for the best. And, and five, Probably five, five shakes. Benadryls
2: and fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, not behind the wheel. i fall asleep at the, uh, at the switchboard here, maybe. All right, listen, we're, we're still going into the FBI here. The, this is coming from The Federalist, and it's about Hunter Biden. The same FBI field office covering the Hunter Biden investigation lost Russian Igor Denichenko in plain sight. John Durham's special counsel report revealed, which came out last week. Yet when Danchenko's FBI handler pulled details of that prior espionage investigation mere days after Danchenko was open to a confidential human source, the agent filed to document Danchenko's suspicious history or alert the crossfire hurricane team to the fact that Danchenko could be a Russian spy. The facts and more add to the already outrageous details disclosed during Durham's failed prosecution of Denichenko, such as the FBI paid Denichenko hundreds of thousands of dollars for the fraud he helped perpetrate on the country, while Durham failed to convict Denichenko of lying to the FBI. The October 22 trial of the man who served as Christopher Steele's primary subsource exposed extensive malfeasance by both the Crossfire Hurricane team and later Special Counsel Mueller's staff. Among other things, the evidence and court filings revealed the agents opened Danchenko as a CHS, even though the FBI had previously launched the espionage investigation into the Russian. However, the Special Counsel's report added more details, greatly expanding for the scandal for Institute after noting the previously reported fact of Danchenko had been the subject of an FBI counter espionage investigation from 09 to 11. Durham detailed the basis for the launch of the probe as Durham explained a researcher from the bookings institution, the DC think tank at which Danchenko worked at the time informed the government contact that Danchenko had committed I can't say that name enough in this article wow, he had access to people who would be willing to pay money for classified information. Okay, Hillary. Uh, The FBI later interviewed the Brooklyn Brookings Institution researcher who repeated Danchenko's apparent espionage outreach. Durham also revealed that the second Brookings employee stated he had harbored suspicions that Danchenko was connected to Russian intelligence because notwithstanding the fact that Danchenko held multiple advanced degrees, he said that Brookings is a low-level research assistant position. The implicit assumption, Durham concluded, was that Brookings unwittingly provoked Enchenko's access to information of high value to the Russians. You know, this stuff, this, all this stuff breaking right now, and CNN is still not covering it, but that doesn't really matter. And, and for that matter, neither is Fox, Fox News or really even Newsmax doing a very good job at it. I mean, my God, Brian, it's almost hard to believe how much stuff is coming out this week. And this should be... This should be the biggest scandal ever. I mean, this is way bigger than Watergate. This is way bigger than anything that I've seen in my life as when we are covering on this show. This stuff is all happening at the same time. And I I will give Durham a little bit of credit because for a while there, I beat the guy up constantly. I'm glad he he put the report out as he saw it. Um, Certainly shows that there's a bias when it comes to these federal agencies. But it just seems like the the connections with Hunter Biden, the connections with the FBI trying to rig, tr- rig the election, trying to uh, tarnish Trump and his family, everything comes together in this big web. And it's almost hard to believe it's as bad as it is, but it is that bad. And I guess for us, it's not that hard to believe, Brian, but it is a shame
2: well, I, guess. I mean, I guess, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to upset you here, but it doesn't end there. We just no, we just found no. out this week that the IRS dis, uh, dismissed all the investigators um, that were looking into Hunter Biden's laptop and his banking uh, situation yeah. and taxes. They Not dismissed surprising. Everyone. You're like, how more corrupt could you be? They are trying in the worst way. This administration, Joe, the, the, the sleepy president that we have, the, the, the president with no clothes, ugh, which is a scary thought. Um, yeah, that is. But, you know, the guy is a buffoon, but they are trying so hard because I will tell you this, and maybe, the, maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm going to be right here. In saying this, that if you crack all of the things that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the corruption, it is going to be like breaking the Hoover Dam. It is going to it's going to be wide open and you're not going to hold back all the information because it's going to go deeper than just Joe Biden. I'm telling you, because Obama knew about these dealings and what was Obama doing? And what was Hillary doing? And what was Pelosi doing? And what were, all, you know, Adam Schiff and all these other ones, what were they all doing when, when, when they were all involved with these administrations? So I think that's what you're going to see. As far as this whole thing with Durham and this Danchenko and everything, we kind of already suspected and knew that it was all bogus. Right. But now this just confirms it. So, so my question is, is that how come if, if these are the facts, why didn't Durham bring any more charges than the two, you know, I mean, these were two low level people within the, in the investigation that he brought charges against and neither of those charges stuck. So why, why haven't we seen anything else um, culminate from this?
1: because he he obviously he's in on it in some capacity too of not not exposing everything that happened like you you brought up the uh, the IRS and everything that they're doing to to basically protect Hunter Biden and his daddy. It's what does all that stuff connect to? I mean, we could only imagine maybe sex trafficking did I mean, you saw the report that they did have ties oh absolutely that brought Hunter Biden to uh the table of these sex traffickers sure and look at- so is that what they're hiding yes that is what they're hiding and
2: J- and we saw we've seen with this lawsuit against jp morgan uh you know we're i mean this is going to break open as well um and and how and and their involvement with epstein and and epstein island and sex trafficking and all this other stuff where does this go and how does it end Is anyone's guess, but I definitely can tell you that I think I speak for many Americans right now when we say we are we are fatigued and fed up with this corruption that is going on in our government. It's been way too many years. This didn't just happen in the last 10, 15 years. No, this has been going no. on for 100 years, 110 years. It's been going on ever since the Titanic. You know, And people say, what do you mean by the Titanic? That shit, the Rockefellers and, um, and uh, the Rothschilds were both supposed to be on that ship and they pulled out at the last minute why because there were other millionaires and billionaires that were stopping them and opposing them from bringing about their stupid federal reserve and those people died on that ship do your research i'm not going to name names just do your research and see what you find and that movie sucks by the way and that movie stinks yeah sorry <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a that. There's a lot to handle there, but you're right. That's that. That is all true. Uh, you start to divulge into this stuff. We saw all the information that came out. Uh, you sent my way about the, uh, 9/11. Um, maybe we'll get into that towards the end of the show. I think maybe we will. Sure. But for now, for now, for now, let's let's try to try to think about what they're covering up. What could it be? It's not just you know Joe Biden. And, And Hunter had some bad business dealings. I mean, come on. We already know that about those.
2: Smoke some crack.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not that. It's a lot worse. So I think you can only think the worst. You see the way the country is developing into this sexualized uh, divulgence of Satanism. And I mean that 110%. When, C.V., and you say it, too, I, I, I absolutely agree. We are in some very dark end times here folks but we do have more show to go Mike France is on the line waiting and we'll be back after that don't go anywhere, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating. Don't ask me will I explain I won't even begin to tell you why No just because I Welcome back to Freedom on Death, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line with us right now, he's running in the 2nd Congressional District of Congress in Connecticut, talking about Mr. Mike France. Glad to have you back. I wanted to start off with an op-ed that you put together and has been published about uh, the Parental Bill of Rights. Tell us what we're talking about here, Mike.
3: The uh, op-ed that I wrote was titled, Uh, Government Should Not Infringe on the Parent-Child Bond. It was published in the Connecticut Examiner on uh, March 29th. And it deals with the or the impetus for writing it began uh, before the Parental Bill of Rights was being debated in the Congress. It was uh, the UConn uh, Law Policy Intra- Public Interest Law Journal held a symposium at the end of March titled, Are Parental Rights Always in the Best Interest of Children? And the focus on that is that you know, it, it was ironic that the timing of it was right in parallel with Congress debating this parental bill of rights. Uh, and That's House Resolution 5 for those that uh, want to go look at what that uh, contained. But the consequence of that is that people think, why would Congress have to debate this? Well, the reality is government has incrementally come between children and their parents hmm in the information that parents know about what's going on in their children. Uh, It's certainly come to a head in in education. Uh, If we look back in 2021, Loudoun County became the epicenter of this issue, but we've seen an awakening across the country of parents realizing that they really didn't know what was going on with their children in their schools uh, in some cases. And so writing this op-ed and and highlighting this was important, mostly to make people aware of, of what's going on and, when you consider the symposium, uh, you know, you, people need to think about who is the audience. You know, certainly there are current attorneys that were there, but the, the the UConn Law School, those are the students. Those are the future attorneys. And what are we telling them by holding this symposium with that title? Well, that title tells you who are your future clients. They're children. And the issues they're going to deal with is against their parents, another, you know, push to, to come between parents and their children, which should be sacrosite. Parents should have the responsibility to teach the values of their family, teach the morals of their family, raise them up to respect their family values, not have some other individual, whether it be a teacher or somebody else entirely, sharing their values uh, of morals and such that uh, may differ from what the parents uh, believe in.
1: You know, Mike. I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, or if you're familiar with the story, but um, there was an undercover camera that took statements from a principal who said that they wouldn't hire anyone that wasn't pushing the agenda. Um, this this, uh, this principal was in Connecticut. Do you remember that story at all? I do. Yeah. I do. Now, now, now that kind of that kind of tells you that there is an undercurrent here to push an agenda and push a certain type of ideology on our children. This has to be something where the parents are comfortable enough to talk to their children about what they're learning in school and if they're uncomfortable or whether they're uh, learning something that is what the parents may deem is inappropriate. They need to be talking to their children more about this, don't they?
3: I completely agree and i think that is one of the things that uh, many parents have realized uh, that they they thought they knew what was going on and and now realize they didn't and i think those conversations are happening but I think one other fundamental part of this is the focus on this agenda uh, by some schools across the country and in connecticut in particular it distracts from the core mission of education which is teaching objective fact Reading, writing, arithmetic, history, those things. And what you're instead doing is replacing parents with the school system. And that is not, that is taking away from their primary responsibility to educate. And that's evidenced by the, the declining test scores. Uh, it, it started happening before COVID, and during COVID made it worse. But when you look at the evidence, the evidence supports that the, the schools are not focused on what they should be in general
1: and we shouldn't be pushing uh this type of material on younger children that's that is a real worry to me that one that one has just gone over boundaries and and beyond what i ever would think mike i mean for five-year-olds to even discuss what sexuality is is ridiculous And, and and it just makes me think that anybody that would push that type of uh learning for our children is a very deceitful uh probably unreliable person to be teaching your children
3: and the in the principle, there is we are introducing subjects to young minds that are not prepared to understand them, nor do they have any concept of them. Uh, and you and it's interesting because, uh, and I'll give one example. So when I was uh, living in Maine, stationed up at the shipyard, Portsmouth, Kittery, uh, Maine, there was an ins- instance where the middle school up in the Portland area, they have about a thousand students, roughly. There were five pregnancy among pregnancies amongst eighth graders. Mm. And this this is fifth through eighth grade. So their solution, instead of dealing with those five individuals, those five young ladies and helping them deal with their, right. their situation, they provided contraceptives to the middle school. So that would go down all the way to fifth grade. And so you have a situation that covers you know, half of 1% of the student population, and you now you know, bring this topic into all 1,000 students roughly of this school. And I think that's what we're seeing is uh, they, you know, under the guise of doing something they think is right, they're introducing these subjects that are really the impetus of the parent. The parents are the ones that should be uh, bro- broaching these subjects because they know their students well. And it was interesting. I was recently uh, at a our Board of Ed meeting uh, in Stafford listening to the commentary between the superintendent and the board. And the, the statement from the board chair was was telling that uh, essentially she was saying that teachers know their students and implying they know as well as the parents. And I'd argue that is that is a misunderstanding completely of your role. You may not understand those students in a way of for education, but you do not know what's going on in that home, the, what the parents are doing to raise their children.
1: And how dare they make that statement anyway? Mike France, Connecticut State Rep, on the line with us. Uh, the, the other part that really disturbs me about all this is really the uh, – to getting in between the child and the parent from faculty in the school. Um, if that's taking place, and I've seen that it has, and it's this isn't just a problem in Connecticut. This is a problem across the country right now. It's a problem with... Uh, but a lot of parents out there, Mike, they don't have the time to always be there. It's a lot of turnkey kids out there, uh, especially in states like Connecticut where maybe there's not always a father in the home uh, or maybe both parents are out working. Certainly prices of of everything going up and and, uh, paying your mortgage and all those things. There's got to be a way to get parents more involved with the children in the school and their curriculum. There has to be a way to bridge those gaps.
3: Well, and that is part of uh, House Resolution 5. And for those, I would seriously encourage uh, people to go read that bill, particularly under Section 104 deals with exactly what you're talking about. And that's the first step is a parent's right to know is a laundry list of Mm -hmm. things that parents have the right to know predominantly about education. But that's the first step is to learn what's going on in your school system. And if you're concerned about it, the next step is to go to your board of education that is there to serve you uh, in that role of overseeing education in your town. And if you don't get satisfactory answers uh, and you have the ability, time and commitment, consider running for board of education to make changes to what's going on there. So that's kind of the three step, you know, you may find that when you raise the issue, you, you get satisfaction from your current board of ed members. Uh, and, but if not, then either consider running yourself for elected office to serve or find somebody else to, to run that uh, was aware of these issues and is going to represent the kids uh, and their parents um, and not not an agenda that is counter to what some parents may, may want for their children.
1: Mike France on the line with us. Don't you think when when COVID hit, it kind of maybe some maybe they took advantage of that a little bit?
3: Well, I think there was two things. I think that was part of COVID. COVID was very challenging for teachers to you know continue educating. And then they, some schools went hybrid. I think one of the legacies of COVID, honestly, was parents being able to see into the classroom in a way they usually don't have. They've yeah. never had before. And I think that was an, a, an eye-opening experience for many parents about what was going on in the classroom. Uh, and they were able to see it because typically as a parent, as you know, and I know, you know, twice a year, we went in to, to talk to the teachers on parent-teacher night. Yep. And, you know, we'd get the all the good news generally uh, about what was going on with our children, but we didn't get to see the day-to-day operation, and that was something with COVID and teaching online that parents got to see, and some parents were not happy with what they what they saw.
1: Mike, thank you for coming by. Uh, tell everybody the site to go to support you in your run for Congress in the second congressional district.
3: Yeah, votemikefrance.com vote is the website. You can find me on Facebook at Mike France for Congress. Uh, go there. You can learn more about me and uh, contact information there. Reach out to me. And uh, if you uh, want to see change in Washington, I uh, appreciate the investment in the campaign. Uh, make a contribution to uh, allow us to get our message further across the district.
1: Thank you, Mike. Take care. Thanks, Chad. Don't go anywhere. We have a lot more show to go here. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and stimulate Talk, Fox News Radio. Some better sounds no one's ever heard i wish i had a better voice sang some better words i wish i found some chords in an order that welcome back new. to freedom I on deck 94.9 news, news now and stimulating talk older, uh brian showed me this old, old, story just before we started to record here retail giant target is under fire after footage has gone viral of a woman berating the store's latest line of pride kids and baby clothing Look at how ridiculous this is, the woman says as she walks through the children's section of Target. According to footage that was posted on Twitter, this is Bull S. Um, Other products, including pride-themed lights, books, and sandals, according to the footage. Take pride. A message on Target's website reads, being true to yourself and your community is something to celebrate all year long. Target's marketing of pride theme items for children as young as newborns have not sat well with many conservatives on social media. This is what you will find in the kids' section at Target. Popular Twitter account, Gaze Against Groomers, tweeted, We urge you to take your business elsewhere. They are indoctrinating and grooming them with the LGBTQ ideology. It is highly inappropriate and disturbing. We hope there are enough parents out there that understand how wrong this is to show them that this garbage will not sell. The only thing these people understand is money. Target deserves the Bud Light treatment. We will work to put the pressure on them. All right, Brian. So this story is obviously... Disgusting. obviously It's, a, it's not... A, yeah, and it's not about the pride. It's about the no. fact that they're putting this stuff on uh, children's and babies' clothing. Right. The one thing that I did read in there were gays against groomers. I saw... Uh, their spokesperson, and it was good to see, too, because it, it was on Newsmax, and she she was coming out directly against this movement that's grooming children, and as she says, they do exist. There are... Uh, lesbian and gays that are coming out against us. They are trying to push back as hard as they can. But of course, mainstream media and the left media has ostracized them and won't, um, won't go forward with anything that, that they're saying because that goes against the grooming that's happening under companies like Target. Newborns, Brian, newborns, children right. that don't understand this stuff. This has gotten no way too out of control. Well, I mean, let's, let's,
2: let's face it. This is catering to the parents of these sh- children, yes. um, th- the transgender or LGBT or whatever you want to call them, parents who um, th- who this, you know, affects or, <laughs> or sides yeah. with, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. what really bothers me, What really gets me in the craw is the fact that not only did they launch this trans merch for kids, but Target, for these children, has chest binders and packing underwear so that you can appear to have a penis or you can appear to not have breasts. If you are of that age for children, right? What does, what does a child that is of the age of, let's say, seven or eight years old, who doesn't have breasts, who was born a biological female need a chest binder?
1: These people are disgusting. To think that anyone could look at that kind of product in a children's section and think that it's normal, I don't care if you're gay, I don't care if you're trans, these are children, you should step up against this. To feel that this is okay just goes to show you how bad it truly is. This is, this is not a movement that is for the children or for the women. This is putting dangerous people next to your children and next to women and girls. I mean, it, it is what it is. It endangers uh, pub- the public. I mean, it's just as, it's as simple as that. You have right? these, the, these freaks putting out these articles of clothing that makes a girl look like she has a penis. It makes a boy look like, look like he has chest. Like breasts I mean fully developed breasts this is a child they don't a, a young girl's not supposed to have breasts they're doing this it, it is so unreal the way that this world is turning right now and anybody supporting this stuff right now, I'll tell you like this man I, I don't want to say what should happen to you on the radio because we'll be taken off the air i I can't say it, but I'll tell you this. You're going to get pushback, and it's going to be hard. And at times, Brian, I think it has to be hard. And right now, it's getting to that point where I don't know. Drastic actions speak well, volumes
2: sometimes. Well, you know what I find funny is that the 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 company that is choosing to do this is name is Target.
1: Yeah. You yeah. May, you yeah. Know,
2: you ever heard the expression "You're painting a target on your back"? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just painting a target on target and maybe that's what it's needs good, to happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe people need to focus on target and get on it. target and start to protect your innocence of your children and not allow these things to happen. All these LGBTQ uh, drag queen story time in your local oh. library or in your local school in your local how many school pedo-
1: how many pedophiles did we report on with that drag Ugh. queen story time and Disgusting. it's still happening yep any any business like that or any uh well I I, I I guess you wouldn't call them a business but um any group like that should be should be taken apart they shouldn't be allowed to function anymore
2: well people are going to have to get outside their comfort zone you know th- yeah. that's the that's the problem. See, people are too comfortable, and no, when these things feel happen, and
1: they don't want to stand up for themselves. Then take your or their children. Then pathetic. take your
2: then then take your children out of school. Figure yes. it out. Figure it out. Get get together with other parents who don't want their children to be going to public yes. schools to see drag that's queen what story hours. Get get a get get. 10, 20, 50 mothers and fathers together who have the time and the ability. Maybe the kids go to someone's someone's house this day and someone else's house this day, but they still get an education. You're gonna have to get outside your comfort zone if you want to see these things stop. If you wanna protect your children, they're doing this on purpose and you're gonna have to start to be a little bit uncomfortable before you start to have action Uh, with these people, that is exactly what they're doing to you right now. They're making you uncomfortable. So maybe you haven't gotten there yet, but you better start waking up because you're going to get real uncomfortable when somebody is touching your child sexually.
1: And that is coming, and it has come, and it is here anyway. So the reality check, the reality check came years ago. And it's something, you know, I remember when we first started really – uh covering those stories and it was me you and Justin. Yep. I remember at one point during one of the shows Justin had said that that not the the whole community's not like that. And my point was all right, that's true and there are some good people in that community that are standing up against it, but it's not enough. They need to do more. If the, if the LGBTQ community and, and, and I'm sure you have to organize. You don't want your name to be put on this. You don't want your name to be put on with pedophiles and people like that. This is grooming to the ultimate, and it's being funded, and it's being put on, in a, on display for you. What more do you need to see by, besides seeing articles of clothing being sold at Target Making your little girl look like she has a penis, and your and your little boy look like he has female breast. How well, the hell is this happening in this country right now?
2: Well, that's like the prisoners um, being in control of the prison. No, I'm sorry, I'm not looking for results to come from the LGBT community on this. I'm not. I'm looking for results to come from people. The majority, the ninety eight percent of Americans in this country who are heterosexual, you are still the majority. And if that's you're that, and if you're turning a blind and if you're turning point, though, a blind though. eye to this, then you are culpable to allowing your children.
1: But that's not my point. My point is that not enough is being done anywhere. It's the same thing That's true. when they say not all Muslims are terrorists. That's true. But not all Muslims are having a million Muslim march saying we aren't terrorists. True. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let, and yes, we have to fight back. We have to fight back for our kids. It has gotten t- far too long, and you're sitting on your hands and doing nothing. And if you're not doing anything about it, it is your fault. All right, man. Listen, we're going to come back. I got, uh, you know, Danny calls in with Lee Elsie every day, pretty much. He's going to be coming on uh, to talk a little bit about what's going on with the FBI and what's going on with Donald Trump. And then we'll close the show out. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck, 94.9, news down, stimulating talk. Right. I'm on deck 949 News now and stimulating talk on the line with us. It's Dan from Long Island. We call him Dan Deleuze here because we uh we say it like it is here. Dan, how you doing, man? It's good to have you back I'm on the show.
0: Doing great. Thanks for putting up with me.
1: We were talking about uh the discussion you had with Lee Elsie the last time around and and it got into the results of twenty twenty and the uh, the discussion that you guys had kind of was Everything else that Trump has said has come true uh, for the most part that we've seen. And now it's uh, gotten into a point where we're we're kind of breaking through on some of the bad things that were going on with the FBI and all that. But aside from that, um, the only thing you said to Lee was the only thing left right now really is the election fraud, the 2020 where. Lee pretty much did admit to you, yes, there was election fraud. No, it wasn't enough to turn it. And that's kind of what you were basing the call off of. Um, for me, I, I, I didn't need any, you know, movies or articles to realize that it was stolen. I, I know it was stolen. I I believe 110% it was stolen. Uh, yeah. The information that comes through the media and all that it makes it difficult to really navigate through these waters And I think people, for the most part, Dan, are kind of scared to say anything, even if they believe. And I do think a lot of people uh, that don't say they believe the election was stolen actually do. Um, Because when you see the poll numbers come out, you see that people do believe that when it's when it's uh, not something where they have to expose themselves. Where do you think that's going to go if it ever does happen, if that ever is shown to be true? which, like I said, it has. But if it's ever proven beyond the shadow of a doubt, and maybe some of these higher intelligence agencies say, yes, this did happen, where would that go?
0: That's the actual horror of it all, right? We're not talking about a conspiracy theory. It is the conspiracy theory. I mean, it it's the one that says there's no more country. There's no more election. There's no more voting. Then the Then the question comes, what do you do? I mean, you have a government that's not just like the liberals when they say, oh, Trump is an illegitimate president. Let's not forget how much election deny and they did when he won. They they said and put forth the notion that Russia put him in, that Russia had taken over the country by installing Trump in the position of presidency, which is a. Wild conspiracy theory, and not only did they say it and assert it, but they also investigated it, made up fake intelligence information, and put us through the ringer for like two and a half years on that. Uh, before they finally had to admit it was a complete hoax. If if you come to the conclusion, or you, or it actually becomes known that there's no election anymore, and that the vote isn't actually what puts people in power. What do you do then? I mean, we're, we're standing here with the raw materials of basically what amounts to a revolution. Then what does? How do you get America back? Because it's clear that it's going down a very anti-constitutional and a very, uh, you know, leftist or communist route. So I, I think it becomes a, a crisis. And so people would rather believe, like your brain would rather believe a lie or would rather believe any other alternate reality than to face that truth. So I think you automatically start looking for and hoping for any other explanation.
1: Dan, do you think that's because there's a lot of good people out there that that uh, are on the airwaves? There's a lot of good people out there that you speak to every day. There's a lot of good people everywhere uh, that are in our way of thinking, but are kind of refusing to admit that it was stolen. And I think deep down inside, they probably know it was. But why do you think they're afraid when we're not, when we're saying it was stolen? Why do you think that, that maybe they're afraid to say that it was stolen?
0: I think you're just afraid of getting abused and, and investigated and intimidated. I think the society is intimidating. The mob will come after you, ultimately. I mean, you know, what's been playing in my head lately is this idea of this long train of abuses and usurpations that's spoken of in the Declaration of Independence, you know, where they said the reason that we come to this moment of revolution is because of this abuse. And this it's all directed at one end, which is to suppress and oppress us. And and I, I just think, look, people are afraid to say what they think, even on the phone to each other. I know for fear that we're being listened to. And you know what it turns out that we are. Oh yeah. You know, look at the things that Trump has said. You know, uh, remember we got up and said, Hey, maybe Russia can find Hillary's emails. <laughs> oh my God, can you believe it? Or when it when he said they're sending <laughs> they're they're emptying the jails out and sending us all their criminals and rapists, oh my god, he's a racist. But now seventy percent of our jails are have elite are, are have illegal aliens in them. Right. They spied on my campaign. That turned out to be true, right? But yep. look at the response: the media, the intelligence community, right? You have you have Chuck Schumer getting up on the floor of the Senate and saying, "You, they got nine ways to Sunday to get you back." I think one of the oh, FBI yeah. whistleblowers just said, "You know, these people—if you say anything against them, they will destroy you." Yes, he just said they will destroy your life, and I think we're we're afraid that our lives are going to get destroyed. i I think it is clear that that conservative christian straight white males in general have basically been targeted in our society for you know retaliation
1: and the other point you made was is it enough to uh sway the election was it enough and and then the question becomes if it, if it wasn't enough or was enough, what's the difference then? What What is enough for you? When does it become enough? So the fact that they're able to cheat so much in every state, in every district, and what we've seen, and I know you know some people that have worked at the polls, yep. the fact that they do it in such a widespread way. I think should should show people that there is enough to rig elections if they want to. And and if they want to, they're going to.
0: Chad, I had a friend who worked for the election uh, the elections in Alaska. Yeah. Very small district. I sent you a picture of yes. what she sent to me in on August 25th or so of that year. An article had come out that said absentee this 2020. Right, so the the COVID is restrictions are in, mail in ballots are in full swing, and an article is published in the paper that says, you know, the mail in ballots and absentee voting are swinging the results of the primaries. And she put sent a picture that was like, you think? And yeah. she sent a stack, I don't know, must be eighteen inches high, stack of ballots on the desk that were returned in a district that has forty four zero registered voters for that primary. There must have been 800 <laughs> ballots that were returned for that district at which I I know it's a primary, not the general, but it, that's like a test run for the manipulation that was to come. Right. Later in November, she's working on the uh, elections over there. She said, I personally fed twenty three thousand eight hundred and ninety six absentee ballots through the scanner today. And they are declaring a winner, and there are at least 100,000 more to be counted. Why are we declaring a winner without counting? Now, two things stand out to me about that. One, why are we declaring a winner without counting? It's like the media is saying who wins. And then the other thing is 23,000, almost 24,000 ballots. If if it's an eight-hour workday, it's less than a second per ballot. How is anybody verifying signatures on those ballots nobody is no one this is what you know the Carrie lake and the and the katie hobbs election that was one of her big wins in court that just happened yep they said there's no way anybody is verifying signatures in three seconds it cannot happen right so they're showing the clock the time and the and the judge and people are finally starting to see it and like i said i listed Seven or eight things that Trump said that were supposedly outrageous that brought the intelligence community, media, everything against him, everything that all turned out to be true. There's only one left that he's saying and insisting that they're reacting like that to, and that is that the election was rigged and stolen. If that turns out to also be true, he's not the conspiracy theorist, man.
1: And there are still morons out there that, that believe that.
0: I know it. They still say the deadly insurrection on January sixth, oh, deadly me, armed that insurrection. Was
1: so stupid!
0: I, I, you not, know, not one, not one gun charge, and those people are in the gulag underneath the jail. What right? about
1: when Merrick Garland said anybody that doubts our election process and the results in twenty twenty should be considered a terrorist?
0: Exactly. Lee, uh, Unreal. <laughs> They're investigating and taking license plate numbers at, at school board meetings. They are targeting and infiltrating churches to find out what is being said and spoken at churches to see if it's if it's radical. I'm telling you, the reason that people are afraid is because
1: they should be. Dan, well, I'm going to have to let you go. Thanks a lot. Man. God bless. That is Dan Deleuze. Listen, come back. We got a lot more show to go here. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. Nine News Now and Stimulating Talk. Thank you for being here with us. Another fantastic week of drama-free radio. Not quite, not quite. There's always, uh, there's always drama here. And there's always bad stuff that we're talking about. Unfortunately, that is the world we live in. And we are the perfect show for that world as far as fighting back against it. You know, as far as exposing it. Now, if, if you're part of the, or you? if you're with the bad guys, we're we're the enemy. But if you're with the good guys, well, come here. All right, so let's go, Brian. We're talking about this shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, um, that the transgender psychopath went into a school and shot children, three nine-year-olds, and three faculty member. Um, there has been a expedited motion and a intervenance on Monday being granted the following day, allowing the judge to hear arguments on whether the full, unredacted document of the shooting be made public. The hearing is going to take place. It actually took place Thursday. A copy of a similar motion obtained by local news network WSMV was filed by the adjoining Covenant Presbyterian Church on Friday. The manifesto may include information owned by the school, such as schematics of the buildings and confidential information about its employees, the church argues. So Covenant Church doesn't want the manifesto released. Now, the media also doesn't want the manifesto released. The government, the Biden administration, and the Democrat Party doesn't want the manifesto released. Because if we release the manifesto, you will see that the shooter was inspired by academia and by the left And by the transgender movement, which is poisoning society to the point of selling stuffed underwear for little girls that makes them look like they have penises, as we discussed a few topics ago. But we can't see that. And it says, well, the shooter was trans. Of course, this is coming from Newsweek. So I'm not really going to use Newsweek anymore because I just read some things in there that really disturbed me about their refusal to describe who Audrey Hale truly was, a transgender woman that thought she was a dude that went on a shooting spree because she was poisoned by the very movement that everybody seems so warm and fuzzy about nowadays, Brian. Well, I say this, I say this, I say we demand this manifesto. We demand transparency from this church which I, I I'm sorry to see that they're going in this direction it just goes to show you that everything right now is poisoned oh, unfortunately oh. many churches are poisoned and it's just another way for them to cause chaos in the American life
2: well you know what something else I want uh release and and to know about is um how many psychotropic uh, drugs was this person on? Oh, yeah. You know, that, that is something that is well understated in this country on just how many kids today. How many young people today are on psychotropic, mood-altering, antidepressants, and, and, and all of the, the whole gamut of things that, that the pharmaceutical industry preys upon our youth for. It's disgusting. Yeah. And these things are happening because I'm telling you. Those look at the side effects of those drugs. May cause suicidal thoughts, may cause, you know, delusional thoughts, may cause this, may cause that. You know, um may cause vivid dreams and and nightmares and tremors and blah blah blah. Why would you give that to your kids? You know, there's I mean, look at the poison that these kids are fed in in just the food that they eat. And we wonder why there's, there's ailments and illness and all these other things. And then you, and then you combine that with, like you said, the agenda and the psychological uh, uh, damage that these kids are, are being faced with, with this agenda of this LGBT trans nonsense. And they just, you know, it's hard enough to grow up, you know, you're hitting puberty, you're not sure of yourself anyway, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're already have a hard enough time trying to figure out who you yep. are. And then yep. you, and then you're thrown with all this other nonsense.
1: And then they feed you drugs.
2: Right. And then they add drugs into a already emotionally, chemically unbalanced teenager.
1: <laughs> yeah. We well, we saw that your son was having a little difficulty uh, concentrating. We're gonna put him on several drugs. Here you go.
2: Yeah, that'll help him.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he'll be all better. And then you wonder then. when he goes after and and gets a. But it's of course it's the guns' fault. It's the guns' fault, not the right. drugs that you're giving little Tommy. It's your Tommy gun, not not Tommy himself, but your Tommy gun. Not your, not your uh, Ritalin on top of antidepressants on top of all these other things they're they're pumping in these kids' bodies, man. Not only the the the, right. the, the mind altering drugs, the body altering drugs that they're giving children. It's like test tube babies, man. It's out of control.
2: Right. Well, that's what I'm getting at. You know, I mean, they're they're just. They're bombarded, uh, and I shouldn't just say they. We we are bombarded we, as we much are. as our children are. Um, I mean, just by the things that they're adding into food and the thing. I mean, people just do not have at you know true nutrition today. There is no such thing as true nutrition today. No. Um, it, 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 the people. Well, I shouldn't say that. People that do have true nutrition are people that are self reliant. They are. They have. They have kind of taken a step back, retreated to the countryside, so sort to of speak, and have and have kind of grounded themselves a little bit away from these uh, conveniences of society. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, when your child is a little disruptive in school because, you know, they're a yep. teenager and they got hormones, this is what they're faced with is, uh, well, you know what, what they need is they just need some Ritalin. You know, they need to calm down. It's easier okay.
1: for, for you and easier for me to deal the, with your yeah. child. And the teacher. Let's put them on yeah.
2: Drugs. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the principal, everybody involved will just be better off if Johnny or, or Sarah is in the corner drooling on themselves.
1: You know what? Why not take, it, take your child out to a ball game? Why not spend a day with your child? Take your child to church. Take your child to a parade. Take your child to play some baseball. Take your child to. To see a museum, see art, stop pumping them full of drugs and putting them off on everybody else. That's half the problem in this country is you have a bunch of parents right. that don't want to do their jobs.
2: Yeah, how about, how about some dads take their kids out and drown some worms?
1: You know? I, have had, <laughs> I have had three children, all boys, none of them ever took any of this crap. And Good. none of them ever would. They tried doing it to Tristan, my middle child, who's a brilliant basically he's a genius he's ahead of everybody in his school and even when he was out here it was the same deal and because he had a little bit of uh a, a, an issue paying attention they wanted to throw him on riddle and i'm like throw him on riddle and he's got a he's got an a plus average what are you talking right. about well, you know, you because
2: because he's because he's and this is the problem with the education system, he's a prime example. Because he's so advanced beyond the his peers, there is no there's no um, there's no vehicle to advance youth that are advanced beyond the general um populous within their schools and then they're also in the flip side of that is there's no vehicle or very few vehicles for children that fall behind so what they do is because we got to be inclusive and we got a kumbaya together we're gonna throw them all in put the same with everybody we're else. gonna put everybody with everybody else right so yeah. so where tristan was advanced well he was bored he was bored well, because he true. already that's grasped all. He it already had it all. Uh, he, he already had what they were learning figured out, and he was bored. And his mind wanted to keep going. And you got a classroom that's like, nah, nah. You got to go at. The, you yeah, got to go at well, the pace of everybody else. We can't leave anybody behind.
1: All right, let's wrap it up here. Luckily, he never—we never put him on any of that stuff. We, we put him in baseball and wrestling, and he's a top athlete and a top student. And uh, his brother's doing the same thing. And 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 uh, my other son, all he does is hunt and fish, and uh, you know, all my kids are good. All your kids are good. They don't need to be on drugs. They just need some need some time with their parents. Do it, everybody listening out there. Take your boy and your girl out. Do something nice. Get them out of that, uh, that that screen. Get them away from the screen. Listen, next week, same Freedom Time, same Freedom Station here with Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Thank you very much for being here. And, of course, from myself, Brian, and CV, God bless America.